hello, and welcome back to the Great Stories Podcast. I'm so glad you clicked on this episode. I am Ryan, your host for the show. And what the Great Stories Podcast is, is a conversational style interview show uh, where I sit across the table from somebody maybe that I know, or maybe we're all meeting for the first time, and we just hear their story. We hear uh, what's gone into their life to make them who they are. Uh, but the biggest thing we talk about is how they came to know Christ and what it's looked like in the context of their real life to follow him, to be a disciple of his. Uh, we worship a God that's real, and these are real people following a real God in their real life. Uh, these interviews are unscripted, they're unedited, they're uncut, and uh, they're just, a, this is a real deal. <laughs> it's kind of fun. So I'm glad you clicked on the show, and I, my prayer is that... Uh, these shows can be both entertaining, encouraging, uh, inspiring to those who listen. It's been a little bit since I've uh, done one of these interviews. It's been several weeks since WK's interview. Uh, honestly, this show is a, it's a hobby. It's done in the spare time. So when spare time is short, there's no Great Stories podcast. But I got a little chunk of time. So I got three or four people lined up in the next couple weeks. And uh, I'm just going to put them out as we record them. And uh, I'm so glad that you're you're listening to this show. It's humbling to know that there's actually ears who hear what we have to say. Uh, if you want to support the show, there's basically three ways that you can do that. The first way uh, is financially. It costs a few bucks to run something like this. And so uh, we got a Patreon account going right now. And you can just search for it on patreon.com at The Great Stories Podcast. The second way that you can support the show is by sharing it. Uh, if you Here's something in a show that reminds you reminds you of someone that you know, or or you want to just uh, uh, just kind of be a digital evangelist in, in ways. Uh, send the links out. Uh, you can share it on Facebook and just all those places. We got a Facebook page you can go to, uh, the Great Stories Podcast on Facebook, and uh, just share the episodes. That's how the word gets out. Uh, the third way you can support the show is by coming on it. Uh, I love talking to people. These are so fun to do, and. Uh, what I tell everyone is that for every single person that sits across this table from me, there's a thousand, a million other people just like them. And the same is true for you. Uh, there's a million people out there just like you who could use, uh, who'd be encouraged to hear your life story and just what you have to say about Christ and, and what it means for you. This week, I got to sit down with a fella, been chasing him around for a couple months. We finally got together. His name is Sachin. And uh, I've known him for about a year and a half. I thought I knew him for longer, but about a year and a half. Awesome guy. Uh, immigrated from India uh, several years ago and just had a, just an interesting journey. Uh, we talked about, we started talking about cricket for a long time. I got to learn all about it. I want to try it. Uh, we talked about guitars and music and, and uh, just what it was like. You know, his, his musical journey is fascinating and the, some of the philosophy behind worship and things like that. Uh, but we got into the meat of just how he came to know Christ and just uh, an interesting transition from a very uh, a legalistic uh, culture from in India and even, even in America when he came here uh, to just seeing the, the, the amazing beauty of just how there isn't any work to be done. Actually, all the work has already been done. Uh, and it's just great to hear Sachin just go through that, and, and we got to go through it with him. So I hope, uh, as you sit on the third side of this table, uh, I hope you you enjoy this interview as much as we enjoyed recording it. Here we go.
the podcast. Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah. This is awesome. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Sorry for the like confusion getting here. I, the the man cave is not it's it's supposed it's supposed to be hidden. That's the whole point of like authentic man cave experience. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> It's not easy to get to. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So I I didn't want to take a shot at pronouncing your whole name because I figure I would mess it up. Yeah. Uh, can you say your your full all three of them? Okay, Sachin Samuel Anand. Anand. Yep. Anand. That's an Indian name. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right on. What part of India is that from? Uh, the name or uh, me? Both. I don't I, know. Are they different? Yeah. Yeah. Sachin is a real really um, um it's it's a pretty common name i guess um, mm. popularized by this world famous cricket player huh. his name is Sachin Tendulkar okay so um after they named him Sachin that name kind of pick, picked on and you know <laughs> a lot of people started la- naming their kids Sachin my dad was one of them right on <laughs> yeah cricket's a big deal huge deal I always see world cup time i see those guys uh at american high school on sundays they're always always playing cricket yeah i I don't understand the game i've never taken time to learn it but it looks yeah i I spent a lot of my uh, childhood playing cricket oh yeah yeah i I used to i mean my dad used to play with me when i was a kid and then after that you know summer uh, coaching camps and whatnot yeah just uh oh you were my you were into it then yeah i was totally into it yeah i mean when i even when i was a kid um i was like playing with like the hard uh, cricket ball which was like yeah. leather and cork and you know it it can really injure you if yeah. you don't yeah so it's it's not a baseball it's a <clears throat> it's like a, it's definitely not a baseball but it's similar there's there's like one stitch that goes all around the ball okay. the seam uh baseball is a little bit different and it's it's hard it's really hard yeah it's like a stone and you know it's yeah you you can get injured if you don't have the proper yeah. protection yeah so the, the the object of the game you you have the pitcher yeah and that seems to rotate bowler the bowler okay and that's not yeah. the same guy right there's not no, like no it's not the same guy he that? he bowls one over which is six balls okay and then someone else takes over okay and then the guy at i guess what i would call home, home plate the batsman yeah he's trying to keep that ball from hitting the sticks and the wickets like yeah wickets there's three of them yeah okay and they're behind him yeah so if the if the bowler hits those what the guy what, is the guy is out he's out so, yeah he's out one one shot, one shot. wow yeah. no mercy one shot no mercy <laughs> <laughs> there's also like uh, lbws which is uh, leg before wicket so if you're if you try to block the ball yeah. from hitting the wickets uh before um or, or if you try to block the ball and if the umpire judges that your legs were right in front of the wickets yeah. then it's out as well okay cuz hmm. i mean you put you, you, yeah you can't just the bat just the bat is the only uh right. like um you know right way to hit the ball and so when he hits it what what happens then like so there's a boundary uh which is like a rope which is laid around which is like kind of the shape of the uh field itself but there's a yeah. rope that is laid around uh close to the periphery of that field okay uh, if, so if the ball goes over it it's four runs 
um and then if it goes over it without uh, bouncing it's six huh. uh so we've got to you've got to hit it really hard if you want to get get the six runs and there's no like running like it doesn't have to get there's no tagging or anything there is there like, is running between the no. wickets so oh. so the people uh, i mean the batsmen they cross over and then so that's one run okay. so the other person the person on the other side of the wicket he gets to play the next ball if right. they if they do one run if they do two runs then the guy who initially hit the ball comes yeah. back so that's one run and then so that could runs. just keep going yeah that can that can keep going uh i mean but at some point the fielder is going to pick up the ball and throw it at the wickets so if if he throws it at the wicket when they they're not in one of the right um you know close to the wickets uh before the crease um then he gets out that's a run out i see so there there isn't like a okay here we go kind of thing like it's i'm i'm going to throw that ball as soon as i can you better be ready to hit it okay yeah, wow, yeah. Seems... you hit it and then you run and then the fielder uh, picks it up and throws it at the wicket so you're kind of watching like yeah. okay so you got to get you're back watch- to... you've got to gauge it like can i make a one one hole run yeah um have i hit it far enough yeah and they both have to make that call if, even if one person hesitates then the fielder can always uh target the guy who has hesitated and then throw it at that wicket okay and uh yeah Uh, that seems kind of fun. Do you still play? It's super fun. I just don't have uh, people who I can play with. I would love to play that game. I mean, I I love the game, but you should go talk to those dudes <laughs> on on Sundays. <laughs> I think they're in a league or something like cuz they all have matching right. like jerseys and they right. seem, you know, like right. they have their own. They're real serious about it. Yeah. All stretching out in the morning and yeah, it's a right. big deal. Another game that I was in really into was uh, shuttle badminton. So hmm. I used to play that here cuz w- there's a lot of indoor courts here like yeah. Milpitas and right. you know around the area. So there's a lot of Asian people who play as well. Yep. Uh so they they've built a lot of those places around here. So It's a fun game. It's easy. I mean yeah, it's easier to set up and play cuz Yeah. With cricket it's you've got to play it the right way. If you don't it takes away from the fun of the game. Right. And the right way of playing it is with like almost like an armor. Yeah. Uh like leg th- there's pads for the legs. There's a thigh guard which is under the clothing which which you don't see. There's okay. like a chest guard uh on all, the side all on, on the, that side that you're on facing. On one the, side yeah. that we're facing the bowler and there is an ab- abdomen guard which is like Dang. you know for the guys um and then gloves for the hands. Um right. And then there's a helmet so many things going on wow, you know you're ready for battle <laughs> yeah yeah That's yeah but ba- battle standing like facing the yeah. opponent <laughs> i just uh i just went to a little league base- baseball game today yeah. and and one of the kids got hit <laughs> with a pitch oh. <laughs> it, they're on only the face? they're only throwing you know 30 miles an hour it's not that <laughs> bad and it was like oh it hit him on the inside of his elbow oh. he's all shaking his arm around ah, it's all right buddy walk it off walk it off <laughs> <laughs> Now I know where that term comes from. Walk it off because you yeah. get a walk, you walk to walk. first base. Yeah. <laughs> I learned something today. Yeah, I've got hit many times. Yeah. Uh, it's usually the shins <laughs> uh, with cricket because the ball bounces and then yeah. hits you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I've seen them throw it. It's not a, a traditional like overhand like dart. It's, not. St- it's like this swing an arm thing and yeah. that, it, that thing comes whipping around. Yeah. That and must, and they also beat. put a spin on it sometimes. 
So you can only really gauge what direction the ball is going after it has it has bounced. So if it bounces, it can still hit the wicket. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, sometimes you're you're trying to hit the ball out of the dirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that seems tough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's one of the main difficulties of cricket because yeah, it's super easy when it comes straight without bouncing. Right. Because you you have so much time from when it leaves the bowler's arm to when you're hitting it to yeah. gauge the 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 you know the trajectory of the ball when it bounces it can change so many things you've got like less than like a half a second to right. make the decision and hit the ball you know so he's trying to chuck it right at your feet yeah spin it so it yeah. hits the ground goes funky and then yeah so that's why when you get a hit that's a big deal that's, that's yeah. hard you're golfing yeah with, with a moving spinning <laughs> ball and, and the bowler also has to make the decision right if he uh if he decides to uh, bounce it very close to your uh, leg yeah. then the batsman can always uh, takes two, two steps forward after he's released the ball and hit it without before it bounces huh so he's he's got to bounce it in that sweet spot where it's not too close to the batsman yeah and not too far away where it gives him time to judge that's fun yeah super fun and huh. it's like adrenaline um Yeah. Filled sport for sure. Well, I'll have to try it. Y- yeah, you'll have you'll have to watch one of those uh yeah. games sometime and then you'll get an idea of like what's what's going on. That's fine. Because they have a lot of like slow motion replays and stuff like that. Yeah. Going on that uh you can actually see those like y- you won't see it in in like regular TV but you'll see it when when yeah. they're doing that. That's fine. Yeah, they release the ball with a spin like that and then um yeah all sorts of spins like left side spins right side spins mm. spins in the forward and reverse direction too That's like cool. it slows down and speeds up the ball crazy stuff i don't know where i would ever be able to try this I, <laughs> if you can't find anywhere to play where <laughs> i'll just walk on who is this giant white guy that doesn't know anything get out of here <laughs> no no cricket for you <laughs> But you know what they might take you on the team just for the yeah. sheer power that you the handicap you, you seem like, to no. possess no i mean it's like <laughs> if if the ball hits the bat he's then gonna, it's definitely a six he's going yeah. he's going every <laughs> if it doesn't ease out if it does he's <laughs> every fifth or sixth game i'll get a hit that, that'll be worth it just that one <laughs> the rest of it i'll just entertain them all yeah just make jokes and <laughs> be bad you'd be like oh. the tallest uh, person to ever play cricket <laughs> legend everyone's going to name their kids after me right <laughs> oh wait they already did yeah weber is going to be someone's first name and <laughs> that's what's going to happen right that'd be cool that'd yeah be legendary yeah. Every, everybody in india all the, you see the kids all <laughs> Weber was <laughs> Weber. Isn't that a German name? No, no, it's a cricket player. He's he's really great. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's fun. I got to try cricket now. I'll put you that on my it. list of things. <clears throat> I'm not going to buy anything though. I don't buy stuff until I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, just like that's the guitar. It's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the guitar I I have a it's a six string. Mm-hmm. Someone gave that to me. Stephen Lee gave it to me. Awesome guy. Okay. Cuz so I like had how long ago? Uh <laughs> like a year and a half ago. Okay. 
And based on the amount of dust that's on it, <laughs> you, you you picked it up like once, yeah, practice, right, right after he gave it to you. I tuned it. <laughs> <laughs> Made sure it was in tune, and then All you right, put it back. Yeah, and then I learned. I tuned it twice. Okay. Because I tuned it once, and then it sat long enough to get out of tune. So I tuned it again, uh, and then I learned how to play a C chord. Oh, okay. And then I forgot. <clears throat> so okay, that's well, it. Because I was going to say that that's, you know, quite a thing to do in in one and a half years uh, time, yeah. but then you forgot it. So so in 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 the next hundred, I'll know all the chords and then forget them. <laughs> yeah, like you'll know one chord at a time. Right, just just one. <laughs> then you learn another one and then yeah. forget it and then learn another one. I got to learn those one chord songs, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How long have you been playing guitar? I've been playing for close to uh, 13 years, I think. Okay. Yeah. Was that a, a India thing or a United States oh, thing? Oh, definitely an India thing. Okay. I learned I think I did most of my practice back in India. Uh I used to I mean, I used to just lock myself in in my room and just spend hours and hours days mm. uh with the guitar. That's I mean, what you got if to you do. saw my first guitar Uh, all my frets are like worn out like they're wow. all flat to the fingerboard you that's, still have it yeah i have it here oh that's cool i should bring it sometime to yeah. uh, church it's it's still it still plays really well that's it's awesome. an electric guitar okay okay what so what style of of music did you learn in i, I don't think of the the guitar as a like india type instrument like classically right, right? so how how did that how did you get into it You know what crazy story um when i was like maybe 10 yeah when i was like 10 years old i was like i really wanted a guitar huh. and my fingers were not even long enough to <laughs> hold a you know guitar card but um i pestered my dad so much that he was like okay fine i'll buy you one and then we went to the guitar store and i looked at the most expensive guitar and I was like I want that. I was like okay fine. And he bought it to me. I don't know. I don't know how he, why he did that. And for the next 6 years, you're talking about one and a half years here. Yeah. 6 years it I didn't even know how to tune it. Like you didn't touch it. Yeah, I didn't touch it because at that time I didn't know like we didn't even have internet. Like huh. I didn't know what tuning was like right. You know. So you can't so, just take YouTube lessons like Yeah. Like I was planning to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, like you I didn't know what YouTube was at that time. Right. You know, it was that far back. I mean, we were talking about like uh close to 20 years back. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm 29 now, so it's like yeah, it's like 19 20 years back. Yeah, the internet was still kind of a new thing. Yeah. Like YouTube wasn't really a thing. When... And I mean, we we didn't even have a computer at that time though. Okay. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean, we got computer and then, you know, internet was the 56.6 kilobits per second. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck uh, learning like learning how to play guitar on YouTube right? yeah, like no streaming video. Yeah, no streaming video. So what was the inspiration for even wanting to play it? Like who did you hear or where where did you see it? I have I don't remember any of that. It was oh. just like so one of my dad's cousins used to play and I was like, "Hmm, that sounds really good." Huh. Um and I was kind of into singing a little bit at that time. Okay. I was in like choir and stuff like that. 
uh, they they kind of figured out that I was able to hold a note hmm. like vocally. So I was like, okay, fine. He's got an ear. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's not tone deaf. So right. Uh, they used to like uh, uh, give me these opportunities to be part of uh, choirs where where we used to do like school Christmas plays or whatnot. Wow. Um, so I was like, okay, this seems to be like a cool instrument to play. Yeah. It was just the coolness factor. Right. Um, versus like a piano. My my grandma is a piano player and she, she's been playing for for like her whole life. She was, she's been playing uh, since she was six. Um, she's now uh, <laughs> um, like close to 90. Okay. She's been playing wow. all her life. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And she used to play at churches, uh, like, uh, you know, those old hymns and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, guitar is always, it has that coolness factor. Oh, uh, yeah. To it. You know? that's, that's why you I stand and play, you, you walk around and play, you jump while you play, that kind of stuff. <laughs> you jump around. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen you jump while you play. That's baloney. <laughs> oh, you should show up to practice on Thursdays. <laughs> Doing your windmills and <laughs> Power right. stance, right? The power stance. Th- that's that's where uh, that's where I try out all the new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. W- what's the so you do worship music in in India? What, so how did in, that work? in India, when I so eventually when I started playing, yeah. Um, my that that was my my mom was like, okay, we're gonna sell that thing or give it away <laughs> to someone else. Yeah. Because what happened was eventually uh, the strings started pulling the wood, and the guitar yeah. kind of you know bent. Um, huh. like the wood because humidity levels vary in India too right yeah. the humidity levels are crazy and you know it kind of uh, there was just too much tension on the strings or whatever uh, it just um, started going bad so my mom was like okay I know this one person so my mom is a professor uh, at a college uh, okay. and we used to live in the college um, at like staff quarters where they okay. had like uh, homes for um, uh, employees of the college Huh. So there was another uh, co-worker, there was a co-worker of my mom who used to, um, like, teach guitar, like, yeah. just basic lessons and, you know, how to play cards, how to, like, strum, uh, you know. So my mom's like, I'm going to take you to him with the guitar and we're going to figure out something um, if you, if you want to. Because at that time, when I was 16, my fingers had grown a little bit. Yeah. And, and so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. And then I played, I started playing all the cards and, you know, figuring out all of that stuff. Um, and I was like, okay, I think I'm done. Hmm. I'm, I, I've, I've, I've mastered the instrument. <laughs> what else is there to do? Like in, in a year, right? Now, I'm like, I've mastered the instrument. Got it. <laughs> I was like, and then I looked and, and uh. then I came across this one video uh, where this guy uh, wearing a blue shirt was just shredding on the electric guitar. It was. Um, um, who was uh, it? You know who it, it was. It, his his name. He has like a uh, like a YouTube name. It's it's called um, <clears throat> Fun Two. Okay. You you cannot see it. The video is still on YouTube. You cannot see his face. There is a hat that's hiding the face. There is a blue guy. There's a guy uh, wearing a blue shirt with an electric guitar, and there's uh, sunlight shining from the back of the uh, from 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 the back through a window. Um, so this guy was just ripping, um, uh, um, like Net. a traditional canon, uh, like canon, you know, uh, the song canon in yeah. B? Yeah, canon rock. Yeah, canon rock. That fun, was... Fun too. Yeah, that's the one. 
and i looked at that and my jaw dropped man i was like that's that's what you can do on the guitar cuz i had no idea i thought you know you all you can do was like strum the strings and then you can like this is the guy is that him fun too nope. that's not him that's not him oh okay get off of here fun too <laughs> that's his name he says natty fun too you should uh, um say uh, canon canon rock canon rock fun too Nope, that's not it. Nope. What the heck? Oh, this is a YouTube fail. <laughs> anyway, he inspired you. <laughs> he inspired me. He showed me what the possibilities of uh like playing guitar are, like what the real extent is cuz I had no idea you could do that on the guitar. This is it. That's it. <clears throat> that is it. This is it. Oh. <laughs> Ads. You know, I thought we were over this, but YouTube found a way to. All right, this is the one. This is Sachin's inspiration for. That is it. Finally picking up the guitar. I have. I would have. How many ever views that video has? I would have seen like <clears throat> this video 500 times. So this is 120,000 views. Okay, 500 of those so probably be mine. <laughs> Let's just listen to a couple minutes of your. Oh, he's playing that on the guitar. Yeah, sounds like a violin, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's almost got like a metal sound to it, like a metallic. He's gonna pick it up right now. Oh yeah. So Lil Sajin sitting in India, just rocking out to this thing. He's going for it. Oh yeah. So you listen to this and you're like, I don't know, Jack. <laughs> I have yeah, I was like, I have not even scratched oh. the surface. Oh yeah. Get it, Fantu. All right, all right, that's good. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> that's fun. Fun too. Fun, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was obsessed with the guitar at that time. Yeah. I was like, okay, I've got it. And then I tried doing all of that on an on an old beat up acoustic guitar. Right. And it was it sounded like, you know, <laughs> sounded really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like I asked my parents like my dad, my, my mom, "Hey, can Upgrade. I get an electric guitar?" Upgrade. And they were like, "Nope." Uh. <laughs> you, you sound pretty bad on the acoustic. <laughs> Let's wait a few more years. <laughs> oh. Good so, luck. Good luck, kid. <laughs> yeah, I was like I was like 18, uh, 17 or 18 at that time, right? Okay. Right. And then I was just like I I practiced so hard. Wow. Man, That's I what practiced it takes. so hard. and then i got it i got the electric guitar at, when i was 19 and then again that's when the real practice starts right because yeah. you got to master that song yeah that's what success meant so you can play that song now uh, well now i don't remember it but oh but you could yeah i i okay. well, i recorded the whole like playing the whole song oh, i great. even played in my played it at college uh, for one of the instrumental competitions oh that's awesome <laughs> like there were judges and stuff and fun too yeah crazy stuff Uh-huh. Um so yeah that that's that that guy was my inspiration to start play playing this uh, electric guitar. I wonder if he even knows. Probably doesn't. How many, how many people he inspired? Probably yeah. one. <laughs> that that you know what that video was actually super famous at that time. Fun too. Yeah. 
I mean, like guitar players who were talking about that video, that specific video on like huh. blogs and forums and wow, because c- that's like his original, um, like it's not his original composition, but there was another guy called Jerry C, who um, like composed the rock version of Canon, and yeah. it just picked up. And this guy came and did a cover of it, which sounded even better than the original. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, so. That is fun. So I I still remember at that time if you type in guitar on YouTube on the search bar and click search that would be the first result. Wow. It's it's probably changed now but it was definitely the first result. Yeah, it was number 6. When yeah, when I put it, <laughs> and I even spelled it wrong. And it What? <laughs> you you spelled like fun 2 and canon and all of that. No. I'm talking about guitar. I just put fun 2 guitar. Oh, okay. And that, yeah. that's yeah, number 6. Yeah. There you go. That's crazy. Still up there. I'm you know I've always been fascinated by people who like are at whatever extreme skill level and all different kinds of things. Like I I you know that's kind of why I wanted to learn guitar. It seems so cool because you know you go yeah. to a campfire, someone has a guitar, they're playing the guitar, they sing it. You're you know it's just you can bring it anywhere, you can do all these things anyway. But there's there's this certain level of like expertise with things that just blows me away. Yeah. I love watching you know guys like that or you see those uh the, the guys that like in Vegas they'll get the buckets mm-hmm. and they'll they'll get a pair of drumsticks and they'll be sitting there just playing like the most mm-hmm. epic like drumline solo you've ever heard and like this guy's on a street corner on Vegas Boulevard yeah. like this blows me away yeah like you've seen uh, videos on YouTube of like homeless people playing piano like like yeah. this yeah you know yeah Like they've been doing that the whole life. <laughs> I, I love the ones where like professional concert pianists will just like put on normal clothes and go to a mall, you know, and sit yeah. down at the piano and just start playing this thing. And people walking by are looking at them like, "What is going on?" Yeah, and they stop traffic and <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's no one's they they still don't know who they are, but <laughs> you know, who knows piano <laughs> concert pianist? I don't know. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're making me want to try to. pick that thing up again. Yeah, it's right there. It is right there. Staring and I sit I sit right there or there all the oh. time and I look at it and I'm like, "Hmm. There's that guitar again." <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? It's cuz when I when I do something, I I I go, you know, all all the way. Yep. Like here we are. We were in a recording studio in my front room, right? Yep. So, you know, there's like there's no halfway. And I'm just like, I don't think I could do the whole like hours and hours thing. Yeah. You know. So someday. <clears throat> I mean it's you know it it does it does take a lot of time like uh yeah. dedication and you know commitment and all of that. Like like with anything else in life, right? Like Yeah. It 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 does take but then uh you get to a point and you're like you you look back uh, and you don't think that those are hours wasted. You feel like right. it's it's it was totally worth it. So, so what do you what do you play now? <clears throat> so my uh, taste has kind of drifted back and forth. Hmm. So when I started playing so that guy was one of my inspirations and yeah. then moving forward was like Joe Satriani and Steve Vai. Oh yeah. Uh these guys like playing instrumental solos like um or or instrumental guitar pieces uh no lyrics, no song, you know, just uh you know, guitar stuff. Uh, I was super inspired by that and that carried me along for another like you know I would say 5 6 years till I moved here to the US. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's cool. Like you're listening to Joe Satriani over there. Like, yeah, yeah. I know. I know they're always with you, always with me. Yeah. There's one song that I I listen to that a hundred times. It's yeah. just like wow. Yeah. That's, you know. Such a masterpiece. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then you know, after I moved here, though, I just totally put the guitar down. Never picked it up for wow. a good two years. What happened? He's got busy. <laughs> yeah, welcome, I was doing like to America, <laughs> right? Um, you know, bunch of things hit me at the same time, like uh, being homesick, being uh, mm. uh, like cultural shock. Uh, you know, moving into a completely different place. Yeah. Um, uh, just being by myself. Um, working hard on school. Yeah. Uh, school related stuff. Um, you know, and then like just trying to figure out who am I. Right? Yeah. Like, am I uh, am I am I trying to be like a, a professional guitar player? No, I've come <laughs> here for a completely different reason. Yeah. So I had to like. So and and another thing is like financial reasons, right? Like I had no money to buy an amplifier because yeah. I brought my electric guitar. Yeah, you gotta one, plug it into something. My my you know closest friend when I was in India, pretty much. Yeah. Because I spent hours and hours, thousands of hours with that with that guitar wow. you got to p- plug it into something otherwise it doesn't sound like anything yeah you know so um um yeah I, I, i couldn't buy even i couldn't afford even the cheapest amplifier so i was like hmm, hmm. what am i going to do and and it was like what am i going to do when there's no one else that's going to uh, play like drums or other instruments you know yeah when when you're an electric guitar player it's it's like you've got to be in a band like and i didn't th- know that many acoustic guitar songs at that time i was just right. playing like electric guitar st- songs the whole time uh hmm. whole mm, <clears throat> seven or eight years that i after you know after i got my first electric guitar for my 19th birthday right so yeah i i so i just never picked it up was just sitting there just like how this guy is sitting there yeah. for 2 years <laughs> yeah i'm sorry guitar we'll we'll, we'll, we'll play <laughs> uh, don't tell steven <laughs> he gave he me that. his guitar back <laughs> he gave me that guitar he says oh i never played it and i'm like oh yeah i'm going to learn <laughs> sorry buddy you want it back no you can't have it no So what what got you back into guitar? Then a couple years in, you Yeah, worship uh, stuff at that time I had uh, you know, I had started going to a church which mm. uh you know, had had like some basic uh um worship okay. infra infrastructure like band like type of a small band forming at that time. It was like a ch- church that was just uh, being planted. Right. Um there was like one acoustic guitar player and he used to sing and then there was like a piano player and there was like a cajon player mm. and they brought me in and I was like playing all these power chords. I didn't even know <laughs> how to play. I didn't even know how to play worship music. I love it. <laughs> so I was playing these power chords and the people were like, "What? What? All, all distorted." <laughs> all distorted. Like I cranked up the distortion. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> At that Gosh. time I had I had you know afforded to buy this little tiny solid state amp that yeah. sounded really bad just <laughs> <laughs> <was> distorted anyway <laughs> totally it was a marshall too it's like okay super distorted uh, crunchy sounding <laughs> amp which just didn't sit well with the rest of the mix oh my gosh <laughs> that'd be hilarious 
Yeah. Like, they're all they're all singing praise you, Jesus. You're like, we are <laughs> <laughs> kicking stuff over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my yeah. gosh. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, that was that that was the starting point of all of all of you know getting back into guitar. I think so. your mic went out. What happened there? Oh, really? Yeah. What do we got going on? Hang on. Oh, do you know when it went out? Okay. We're good. We back? We're good. We're okay. Back. We're yeah, back. I can hear myself now. That was weird. <clears throat> do oh, you we, know when it went out? We were yelling. It got mad. <laughs> we we were, we distorted we <laughs> we got crunchy. We're yeah. back. Okay. Wow, that must have been fun to see. I would love to see that. You just yeah. all confused. Did you realize you were like? Yeah, and and I, I didn't know what else to play because I I've never played like worship music before. Uh, that's funny. And they were like, "Oh, okay. Do does anyone know how to play guitar? If anyone knows, come on in. You're part of the worship team, kind of a deal. That's you know? funny. And this was just like." Five years, four years, four and a half years back, maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's not far. <clears throat> not far at all. I had the I had the skills, but I didn't know how to implement it. Right. Um, right. And also, I hadn't played in front of a lot of people a lot, you know. So it was a little bit nerve wracking, and I hadn't played part of a band, which was also nerve wracking because, <laughs> you know, when yeah, yeah, you don't want people looking over at you like what? Yeah. Yeah, that's an awkward. Yeah. Feeling. How do you sit in a mix? Like what's Right. What's the what's the idea yeah. of sitting? You know, it's, it's a lot always, to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And so now you play on uh, Sundays at Resonate fairly yeah. often, right? You're you're kind mm-hmm. of in in the rotation. Yeah. You played every week for a while. Yeah. During By Grace series, I uh, yeah. played uh, every single week yeah. for uh, six weeks straight. Right on. And then you almost, play almost every week for that series, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and then and you play on. Uh, the Friday night um, young adult prime. Sometimes, yeah, I'm yeah. kind of uh, trying to get away from that, like playing, actually playing uh, over there, because there's a lot of other people too. So yeah. I want to kind of, you know, yeah. get them motivated uh, and give them more opportunity to step yeah. up and kind of, uh, you know, give their talents. That's very undiva like of you. Good job. <laughs> share the <laughs> share the spotlight <laughs> yeah well so let's let me let me rewind the story that was, that was a good guitar conversation i'm glad we went there yeah um, but i, I want to go back to india right i want to like hear more about like so you lived there until you were like 20 something 22 like, or something like that so yeah, what what was 22. what was the first 22 years like that give me the helicopter version of like growing up in india Hmm. What yeah, what like, city were you born? Like what part? Because India is huge, right? I was in right? Ch- Chennai the whole time. Yeah, Ch- Chennai. Chennai. That's in uh, southern. Southern in Tamil India. Nadu. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tamil Nadu, Chennai. Uh, pretty much the whole time I was, I was there. Like we moved, we moved uh, houses a lot. Okay. It's just something I remember, but uh, it was all in in the within the city, not so much uh, outside. And you you moved around because of <clears throat> mom's uh, job teaching, or what? What was that? Yeah, moms and dads, because uh, my dad used to work in the city and my mom used to work in, in, in a college in Thambram and was kind of far away. Hmm. Uh, my brother was born at that time. Mm, so my mom had to be close to 
uh, close to work so that she yeah. can go back and forth. Uh, mm-hmm. And my dad did all of the traveling at that time. What did he do? Um, he was... So... Initially, he was doing his own business, which was uh, marketing and selling reconditioned uh, photocopiers, like Xerox machines. Oh, okay. Um, so that's what he was doing, uh, I think, like, for a long time. And then he would, like, he would switch jobs quite often as well. Uh, if he got a job, he would get a job in, like, uh, as, like, a branch manager or something like mm. that, because he had the qualification for that. and then he would sometimes like leave that job and go back into business right. and sometimes just switch between like um switch from company to company uh so yeah. he kind of switched a lot That's uh so we had to kind of move yeah. yeah we had to move and we had to like um there was a lot of stuff going on back then yeah um and my mom was like totally opposite she stayed in like one job pretty much the entire time hmm. um yeah so different personalities yeah um, yeah, bad. And yeah you, my my dad gets um, uh, frustrated with a lot of stuff really quickly so he would like you know get upset with something and then he would just be like all right that's the last day i'm going to be working oh, with yeah. that place <laughs> rage quit <laughs> rage quit i'm done <laughs> throwing copiers around <laughs> and your your brother's younger than you yeah he's how, how uh, so i have a brother who's um who just turned 20 okay. he was like born in uh, 98 and right. i have a sister who's who was born in 2004 so oh so much yeah that's a big it's a wide young. spread yeah. yeah she's still really young she just uh, you know for yeah teenager yeah wow. teenager and so the rest of your family still in india yeah right okay yeah. okay my and parents and my this my grandma both my grandmas both sides and then yeah. my siblings so okay my my cultural knowledge of india is very limited yeah <laughs> so uh but the the folks that i've talked to talk about like the the caste system that is there you know the the poverty versus riches kind of you know thing that's going on there what um go go through that a little bit like what were you in a certain cast like was that is that still a thing where you were or were you kind of different in it you know honestly i didn't really uh, get impacted by that a lot okay. so i never um dug into that to find out what exactly was was behind the whole thing okay. so i'm kind of naive about the whole thing uh, the caste system but i know of i know what caste i belong to and what what standing we have okay. so based on the caste basically you get like um uh, seats allocated for like education and things like that in colleges okay so a lot of people you know found that to be unfair but since we were kind of right in the middle it was never like too unfair or too uh too mm. easy either how do you get in the middle like who who decides that's based where? on like what like your tree of you know where where you trace back oh it's a lineage like a family it's a lineage, lineage yeah oh, yeah gosh. nobody like nobody can decide like if they want to switch castes or so if you want to move up you can't or nope. move down it's it's like fixed yeah like it wow. y- your birth certificate comes with your with your caste already in it who came up with that i don't know 
Like it's been that way for a while, right? That? It's I yeah, it's it was based on profession, right? Uh, when it was you know long time back, but this whole uh, education system and all of that, I think, was after the uh, British people left that they found that some cast of some uh, people were you know j- just stuck in the in their level yeah. and they couldn't move up. Uh, you know, and then they, so they they started giving the higher caste people uh, slightly lower opportunities than the lower caste people. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All but right. but the people who were born at in in a in a recent time, they just felt the impact of it. They never right. understood what, or I mean, they they only um, as a fact they they knew that you know that they were part of a higher caste, but they never understood. Uh, right. what's the um, uh, what's the fairness in it so they were kind of uh, mad at the whole thing that is weird yeah you know when, when you think about it though I mean most modern societies sort of have a similar thing you know it's, it's an unspoken barrier like mm. you know in America if you're born to a family that has tons of money right okay yeah. You're going to go to the private school. You know, you're going to have the the tutors. You're going to have, you know, the private guitar lessons and whatever gymnastics coaching. And, you know, you'll have connections to whatever college your parents, you know. So there's a certain, you know, ceiling mm-hmm. to things. And then, you know, if you're in the middle class, like you might have some, like it, it's kind of not great, but not horrible. Like, mm. you know, I was never hungry, right? But going to Harvard would probably... <laughs> not happen yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> that kind of thing so and it but i think the the cool thing about this country is that there there is still that chance yeah right there's no one telling you like oh you can't mm-hmm. they're just telling you it's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard yeah but you you know you could do it there's tons of stories of guys that invent some weird crap in their garage and now they're right billionaires and you know that that upward mobility is possible yeah I would I wouldn't say as possible as it used to be. Yeah. But it's still there. You yeah. know. You hear about the you know, the Steve Jobs type of guys and right. Zuckerberg and you know, these dudes that Yeah. They just came up with a little software. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Now they're richer than they even know, right? Right. <clears throat> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So what was the uh the spiritual status of, of your childhood over there? Um, I mean, I would. <clears throat> I was born and raised in a Christian home, for sure. Uh, that's that's but not was, typical, is it? No, what? it's not typical. But there, there are a lot of uh, Christian people in uh, you know uh, southern part of India. Okay. Uh, lots of churches. Mm. Um, the only problem with the Indian churches is that it's way too legalistic, and they've just they uh. they've somehow you know changed the whole system to kind of work towards salvation so it's it's i mean they're falsely representing what what the actual gospel is so i mean i would i would say that like a majority of um churches in india uh still fall into that because the whole society around um us is the is is primarily hinduism right yeah. which which has like a lot of rituals and right. a lot of things uh, ingrained into the whole system so when we come out of it we still have a lot of baggage yeah 
yeah which we don't even realize that we have and we don't know what's outside of that sometimes yeah it kind of makes sense kind of you know, does I, i think i think everybody is sort of like tends to lean that way whatever their background it's a natural is, right? thing a, i think yeah what do i got to do that's what you want to know yeah how do i make god happy like but yeah coming from the the hindu culture it's totally very very rigid like here's the list of things right <laughs> right that i have to do cuz i remember uh, walk as a kid like walking into a church into the church that we were attending we were members in uh like 10 minutes late and the pastor from the pulpit was like oh no how can you come uh, late what <sighs> oh. you know that kind of thing which was like and everyone oh. would turn and look at turn and look at uh, us and i was like just <laughs> so mad and i was like do it do what do i really have to go to church so sunday right. mornings when i was a kid i was like ah oh yeah yeah you know, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah sunday you know got to wake up and go to church that kind of thing yeah i was the same way <laughs> <laughs> i loved sunday afternoons because that was the longest time before i had to go back to church again it's <laughs> like yes it's over i don't know what that guy was talking about yeah. my feet hurt <laughs> and i went to the old you know the catholic style you know catholics are great whatever but I was it was, was it bored, long bored stiff it was, was it always l- it was always too long yeah <laughs> i don't know how long it was but it was too long yeah <laughs> half an hour was too long yeah <laughs> and uh, sermons i i remember some sermons being 45 50 minutes long in india just the sermon just the sermons and oh, they yeah. would talk about the same thing over and over again it was not like fun and creatively crafted <laughs> sermons either <laughs> they didn't talk about steak and uh, all that every week <laughs> <laughs> didn't even bring that up <laughs> oh yeah yeah So what um what was your did they have like Sunday school for you or like how did that lay out for you? Yeah, they, they there was Sunday school okay. which I you know I would go sometimes but most of the times I would just stick around with my parents and be like hey I'll let me just hang out with you I don't want to go and you know hang out with these uh people and like memorize bible verses and <laughs> you know uh, I I was just I was like okay it's going to be long might as well just sit and you know yeah. draw in a piece of paper or whatever <laughs> and rather than you know uh learn and learn it was all bible like memory verses bible verses just learn them and you know repeat them yeah. without looking and it was just exciting. like exciting <laughs> yeah <Did it, laughs> super exciting they didn't play any games or <laughs> I, videos or uh nothing like that no. no there was no worship no not yeah it was just super boring <laughs> start with a prayer go into the meat of it just super dive boring. <laughs> you know i so there's kids on sundays a lot of times that you know they'll they'll come to me or i hear from their parents that they say oh it's so boring i don't want to go yeah. yeah and i just want to tell these kids like listen this can get way worse <laughs> okay <laughs> you'll be thanking me oh darn you have to play tug of war today <laughs> shoot you know all oh, the the little chucky e. cheese store is over here we, we watch videos we got a live <laughs> like band that plays cool songs and like yeah out of here you need to go to go to mass <laughs> down the street for a few years you appreciate what i'm doing here <laughs> I'll, i'll check out a 
Sunday school back in India in 1995. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's try that. Yeah, you you poke your eyes out to get out of that thing. You just have something to do. Uh, yeah. But you survived. I I did. Barely did. <laughs> What would you say your relationship was with the gospel at that point? Like Oh you... man. I didn't even know what the gospel was. Yeah. I was just like what do i have to do yeah have i done like ha- oh okay i've memorized these verses from the bible right and i have uh said it back to them uh and i didn't get the words mixed up hmm. so i did a pretty good job i i'm talking about like when i was a kid right yeah. like when i was like this was earlier uh this was i mean and they had like a vacation bible school during summer uh, holidays okay and that was like 3 hours long of the same stuff <laughs> so you do that and then like, on sunday uh, again you know. and this was like every day of the for like 10 days or something like that we had a little oh. bit of activities but most of it was just like memorizing chapters and you know repeating them or saying saying it to the saying it back to the teacher wow so yeah i mean i don't think there was any preparation or anything there was like barely any preparation just uh mm. just you know that was kind of their uh, responsibility to do it and they probably were like the the teachers themselves for selves were like oh i've got to do this yeah, i don't know i don't know what they do it <laughs> i don't know what was going on oh it's so sad But i was just <laughs> bored out of my mind didn't want to do didn't want to participate in any of that but i would go go and just like talk to god like you know mm. even even when i was a kid like um i would just go to a corner and say hey i'm going to pray and then that kind of stuff uh but i i was i i just hated this concept of you know going to like a structured yeah uh church event where it's sermon's going to be 50 minutes long there's no way out like right. yeah i I'd, i'd love <laughs> to have a sermon which is like 15 minutes long right and then bail out when i you know when i'm done with what i want to do yeah. or when i when i stop feeling uh you know but you're kind of stuck stuck till the end of it Yeah, if you get up you're going to get yelled at. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Where are you going? You going Wait. back early? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I uh, I I saw a video of a I, I don't know where this was, but this pastor was preaching and he he stops in the middle of his, it's a big church, like, you know, one of these 800,000 seat auditoriums and he stops. And he looks at this one guy and he says, "Wake up." <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he walks over to him, "Man, I've known you since you were a baby." Like how dare you sleep while I'm preaching? You're lucky to be listening to what I have to say today because I am somebody. I'm the he just went on this big rant and everyone's sitting around like, "Oh god." Oh, from the pulpit? Yeah. Gosh. In the middle of his sermon. Yeah. Wonder if that guy ever went back. <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> Probably. You don't want to get yelled at again. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so did you stick with that all the way till you were 20 something or what how did, um, how did that progress for you? Cuz what I, what I find is that there's a certain point when when you're like a teenager or whatever when you're kind of like yeah, I'm done with that. Yeah. Like, stop telling me what to do. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I I didn't like the whole thing, but I would never like uh rebel against my parents mm. uh or I wouldn't be like, "Oh, I don't want to go. I'm staying home" or anything like that. I would just go and just deal with it and just be like ah oh, you know and then <laughs> come back yeah yeah 
because i was like you know i would i would want to please my parents at least at least for that i would go you know right are they are they still at the same church or where, where are they at now i no they're going to a completely different place now okay yeah still the same style or or um there are certain aspects of it that will never go away yeah. but i think this the place that they're going to especially the place that my brother is going to he says it's a lot different and you know huh. they they preach uh, the gospel and um but you know just it's it's a little bit different i've listened to some of their sermons online on youtube yeah it's you know it's there there is they do you know talk about the gospel but most of it is just what do you what do you have to do kind of a thing mm. it's um, i'm like all right man yeah so um, i have like conversations with my brother and with my mom and all of that mm. and from th- from that i know that they're christian but right. based on the sermons that they're listening to i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to guess you know right cuz it's man it's like 90% of it is like what do you have to do and then 10% oh by the way Jesus died for you so yeah. everything is covered and kind of a thing uh. so it it kind of i mean it i don't think like i don't think they can totally separate like like from from that culture it, it's i think it'll yeah. be even harder to like separate um that aspect of it yeah but hmm. uh, yeah crazy we we struggle with that here yeah i mean and there are different struggles here too but yeah. it's like i feel like in different um uh cultures there's different struggles yeah. with the gospel yeah um but yeah we've we've been having a hard time finding uh children's ministry curriculum that that's really gospel centered mm-hmm. because most of the uh you know if you, you you look at the bible stories like noah or you know we're looking at david and goliath right and there'll be some beautiful you know things produced where they have this great video and it's all cartoony thing and there's david there's goliath and the stones and they tell the story great and a lot of times the the main points that they're landing on are be like david be brave mm. be strong be faithful See, you can do it too cuz David did it. You know, wow. and it's like this motivating rah rah thing and I'm like, darn it. Almost portraying David as like a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, you can be like him too. You just yeah. try hard and just have enough faith. You know, you can conquer giants and I'm like, shoot. Yeah. Like that's not it. Yeah, it's not it. Like the message is that Goliath was big and bad, but God used David to beat him. Well, guess what else is big and bad? Yeah. Sin. Hell. Right. The punishment for sin. That's way bigger, way badder than Goliath. And but God sent a champion mm. to defeat it for you. And now we get to revel in the victory just like David did. See that this is Yeah. I don't claim to have like some corner on the gospel, right? Yeah. But I the, the last thing I want is for our kids to go home thinking that like, "Okay, I got to do this. I got to do that cuz I don't know, Jesus is great." Yeah. <laughs> Dang yeah. it. No, it's not it. Yeah. You know what? That's exactly the way that uh um I you know, I was um the, the stuff that I experienced in India like it was portrayed the same way that you just mentioned right now. Yeah. Uh I read a book a few years back called uh, Jesus Unmasked by this guy called uh, Todd Friel. Yeah. 
I've heard of yeah. him. So good. It's the and second time I've heard that, like two weeks. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I sent that book uh, to my brother. When, when he came here, I sent it with him. And he was like, I read it. It was like a completely different... Oh, you told uh, me about that. Oh, Last time twice. I talked to you, that was you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I'm remembering. So he loved it. Because uh, yeah. the, the reason is that he brings everything, he ties everything back to what Jesus did with sin. Like... Yeah. Like Noah's Ark, right? Like if you think about it, there was just one door into the uh, Ark and God sealed it. It mm. wasn't Noah that sealed it. So there's one way to God, which is through Jesus. And... Yeah. he does all the work not yeah. us kind of a thing you know yeah um he's everywhere it's yeah, crazy it's yeah. it's just there in the old testament like yep. from the first page to the last page so just take taking it back to that and tying it back together like really provides a an amazing mm. understanding of the gospel yeah. and my my brother really felt that so i was like yes that's awesome <laughs> yeah how old is he he's only 20 he's, yeah he's just uh, turned 20 I, oh yeah, that's great yeah 98 and he's in india yeah. still yeah yeah okay mm-hmm. wow so what at, at what point would you say you got that <laughs> like when when did you make the switch from the the kind of works what do i have to do to save by grace not by works like how did that come about well that's that's the long story right let's go there okay yeah. this let's is, the, go this there, is the great stories podcast it's <laughs> the best one yeah yeah so I think the bi- the biggest thing that happened in my life uh which made me uh, you know change um like change my whole perspective is um <clears throat> so I was just when I when I came here I was just like you know hanging out doing the stuff hmm. that they sent me over to do like what, going what, to school what brought you here Just real uh, quick just, touch on that but uh, you know I I I did my masters in San Jose State <clears throat> okay uh, mechanical engineering yeah okay so after i finished my undergrad i came over here uh so i had i had laid uh, you know the foundation over there back in india like i did my gre my toefl okay uh, submitted the transcripts applied to bunch of different universities here in the us yeah uh, and then i picked this this one um partly because my uncle lives close by <clears throat> so okay. he said that he would help me out with like stuff and you know just figuring out uh life in the us just in general yeah. he couldn't buy you a guitar amp while you're over here <laughs> what's what's up uncle come on <laughs> <laughs> and i mean he was uh, going through a hard time at that time okay. uh, my aunt was uh, going through like a brain tumor and she was just struggling like with surgery after surgery and yikes uh, i just landed at like the worst place okay. i mean the worst time he's uh, he's off the hook then y- yeah that's fine <laughs> he uh, <laughs> um yeah he i mean he was like i mean he he was super nice even at that time like uh to like get me on on boarded into the whole uh, yeah system um and you know <clears throat> there there have been other times when it's been a struggle like being with him but we'll get to that a little bit later because uh, yeah. that's a little bit down the road but okay. going back to where we started um <clears throat> uh was you know what 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 changed uh, my heart right yeah so when i when i came over here like i said i was just hanging out uh, doing my stuff uh, trying to get like uh, trying to pass my classes that yeah. kind of stuff right i was not really thinking about god or anything like that yeah um and i was kind of i used to go uh, to my uncle's house weekends 
and i was just going to the church that he went to cuz i didn't know any other church i didn't know i didn't know i didn't know anything at all uh when i came here i was you know i didn't have a car i didn't know how to drive <clears throat> yeah driving in india is not really a great idea <laughs> that's what from what i heard <laughs> anyway right it doesn't the skill doesn't transfer over cuz you're driving from the other side uh, of the car and yeah. like it's keep left um you know <laughs> driving on the left side of the road so <clears throat> um so i was just like totally dependent on him for like church related stuff on sundays right um didn't want to miss church either because my parents had like taken me to church every single week that that had become like a habit pretty much right uh, by the time i was here i came here um my uncle was going like a to a indian church like an indian community and uh, again the problem with that was you know it was like a social club hmm it wasn't like a church at all like yeah there was a sermon yeah they were talking about god but what is what is everyone's priority like yeah. getting settled here following the american dream right what's the house you can buy? like it was just the conversations were all about that yeah. like after the sermon you know you get out of the church and you're like pretty much just talking about all of that stuff <laughs> you're not nobody's like talking about the gospel um everybody's talking about uh how they've been going to church like uh, their entire life. like if you'd ask them what what makes you a christian they would say hey i go to church like every single yeah. week and you check it off yeah you check yeah. it off i've been a good person and stuff like that Hmm. So I didn't I didn't feel I mean I was like okay you know cuz it doesn't like motivate you in any way that right. kind of a uh, attitude <clears throat> and I didn't know I I had no idea uh, about the uh, spiritual climate here in the US yeah I thought there was Christianity and then there was Catholicism and then there is like that's pretty much it for Christianity right There's so many other things going on I like know. crazy stuff going on here. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. So, I was just hanging out in San Jose State campus and uh, two of these missionaries uh approached me. And I was like, "Okay, hmm. great." And like I said, I I knew Christianity and then Catholicism and yeah. nothing outside of that circle. So, it turns out they were like the from the LDS church, like Mormon missionaries. Okay. the guys wearing the white button down shirts riding right. bikes and, exactly yeah, yeah so i kind of got uh, you know cuz they they were like super nice and you know they they were like they had activities yeah. going on they were super nice so i i kind of got hooked into that uh for a while hmm. so i was just like hanging out with them um you know so i was like pretty much going to that started going to that church i told my uncle hey i don't feel you know like i want to travel all uh all the way to your house i'm in downtown san jose i found a different church yeah i was just going there um and that kind of felt you know there there was a lot of legalistic stuff over there right like you oh, got yeah. to do this you've got to do Huge. that so i was like mm, i'm i'm in a safe place now right. i have i have a, a total control of my spirituality yeah you know that jam for yeah, sure i yeah. know that jam i'm yeah. i'm all about that jam you know <laughs> <laughs> so i was like okay perfect and you know the activities that they had was just like uh, spectacular as well like huh. just having fun wednesday evenings they had like food and you know at that time when i was like going yeah. to school never really thought about uh, religion or uh, spir- spirituality never really right. uh, read the read the bible with 
intention of what the what uh, people were trying to um, portray and things like that didn't really un- understand the gospel right so i was hanging out with the with those folks for like over a <coughs> year and a half uh, so it was a long time made a lot of friends i still have a lot of friends i have brought a few of them over to resonate actually hmm. uh, been sharing ever since i got out of that i've been like sharing the gospel with these uh, folks who yeah. i've made friends with right you have access right yeah, yeah i have access into into that like uh, and we have like sometimes we have like really deep conversations um and hmm. i used to like play pool with them like i joined like a pool playing league um really? you, yeah huh. um played for a long time um so so basically yeah i mean it was like um there there was that legalistic thing that i had taken on yet again hmm. i had you know got out of one uh, place and put myself in a very similar situation again and you know felt like home that, yep. that was kind of like home for me again i was right. like yes great perfect and that is when this whole what what is legalism is yeah what hit me like what is really what is what really is legalism because if you go there if you spend some time with with them you'll know really quickly what you have to do hmm. i mean it's like it's super easy to figure that out right and and at that time my uncle uncle was also like super strict he used to like um ask me to like uh perfectly plan out my life perfectly plan out my day mm. you've get you've got to get a job like at this time uh wow. this kind of a salary this uh type of profession you need to be sp- sending uh this much of money into your uh, uh student loan uh so he used to, so that was like scary that was again legalistic right. yeah even in that even in that wow. right so i was totally surrounded uh <clears throat> by legalism in all places and then like a year and a half later i came to a point uh this was even before i understood the gospel i was like was i'm like done 2015 something somewhere the, around how this was when is this uh, yeah i would say 20 yeah 2014 maybe 2014 or 2000 yeah okay. i would say 2014 right um or 2000 ish 2014 okay yeah um around i think like springtime 2014 maybe yeah um i was like i'm done man cuz huh. i have no way of keeping that system living that kind of a life mm-hmm. there's no way cuz i tried and then i failed then i would try and then i would fail and the next time i when i tried i would be like okay i got it, i got it this time and guess yeah. what you i failed, failed. <laughs> over and over again i was like yep. okay i'm i think you know what this is not really working out cuz mm. what's the point of doing something and failing and over and over again cuz there's no hope in it like what's the hope behind that yeah It's, you know you're just going to you, get really yeah. good at it someday right yeah, yeah. you figure this out i mean you're going to get good at it or you're going to just get like um demotivated because you've failed so many times and then you're going to be like totally pissed off about life right. in general uh and hopeless at the same time hmm. um so so i was i was like there's there's no hope you hmm. know and then i stopped going to that uh church for a while and i was like i really need to learn like i was seeking truth at that time i 
was like what is what is what am i believing really what am i believing uh do i stick with the belief system or do i just abandon the whole thing right do i stick hmm. with this belief system or do i go back to what my parents taught me right but uh, i mean it god had a completely different plan for me uh it seemed like <laughs> you know i was like reading you know i was just reading the bible one day when i was commuting from uh, home to uh, i was i actually moved into my uncle's house at that time okay cuz my aunt had just passed away um and i was like okay and i just picked up a new testament bible out of my bag for no for some reason or maybe it was just uh, out of uh, doing it habitually in india just reading it just for the mm. uh sake of it i just opened it up and i started reading and it was romans i mean what better book could it's a good talk spot about to start, yeah. yeah what better book would would talk about like uh, you know being legalistic right like yeah. and and uh, kind of painting a picture which is completely contrary to that uh and explaining what the what the gospel is yeah. and what it's not yeah. right man i i got to tell you i was like crying in that bus i was like huh it was it was like i was reading the bible for like the hundred like the thousandth time yeah and it seemed like i was reading it for the first time cuz i had like it it was almost like i had fresh pair of eyes huh on a bus yeah on a bus <laughs> of all like places, a vta right? bus yeah right yeah and then i mean this is the craziest part right yeah i i take my eyes off the the bible and i look out in this huge blue banner which says you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free <laughs> i was like okay where was that i in, so in some the- random place in fr- there's a huge blue ba- <laughs> i mean who puts that kind of stuff up around here <laughs> yeah what? in san jose <laughs> What? That must have been the only one ever just for you. Only one ever just for me, right? Wow. It was it was there for like a day and then went away. <laughs> kind of a deal. <laughs> Someone caught it on fire. Right. It was the cra- wow. I mean, I'm not making this stuff up, man. This is like you wow. know, just I I I feel like God had to just nail that thing in and yeah. he did at yeah. that at that point in my life. because everything came to a conclusion it was almost like huh. you know you watch 22 movies and then you watch avengers end game and <laughs> <Yeah>. it's like <laughs> it's like yes right get it now <laughs> get it now oh, wow. <laughs> um i just saw that two nights ago oh you did yeah. okay yeah <laughs> um so yeah i was like okay cuz there was this legalistic society that i was raised in yeah legalistic uncle and legalistic belief system which was this uh this church that i had gotten myself uh, entangled into mm. and it was like break away from everything all at once yeah and it 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 felt like man it felt like the entire world's weight was like uh, removed from my shoulders huh. i was like okay wow this is what uh Paul's talking about and this is exactly what these people have not shared with me in the 25 4 years of my life. Yeah. How did that happen? You know? <laughs> How did I miss this? <laughs> How did I miss that? <laughs> It was all about do this and do that. Wait, he does he's not talking about that. He's talking about the things I want to do, I'm not able to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's me. 
Yeah, what that's, a wretched man I what, am. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's me. And then he's talking about Jesus, like, saving him from that. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. Let me go back to that. Yeah. And then at that time, uh, my uncle also had, like, made a transition from uh, from a church to another church uh, because of the exact same problem, right? Like, mm. the, the, one of the mem- one of the members uh, who was just uh, becoming a pastor in that church felt that that system was legalistic mm. and he was like this is not the gospel he went the first day he went on the pulpit he was like you guys if you don't if you don't have stop having the social club and actually believe in what the gospel is you guys are all going to hell yeah, like everyone was like oh what did he just say can he do that he was like one of those you know early age revival uh, pastors right he went up to the pulpit and he just and they kicked him out of the church yeah because he was like we don't want to hear bad things we want right, to hear that's not what we're stuff. here for yeah. we're here to make us ourselves feel better, feel better about it yeah right? I don't, don't want to hear challenged right like, yeah so wow. he so this pastor he went out of the uh, of that church and he started his own church at that time okay so he discipled me for a long time you know he was like kind of like told me about the whole gospel yeah and then i had also went back and read books and you know right. and and uh, you had to increase go cl- my knowledge you had like to go had, you had to clean up clean up the mess yeah. and build up the the right theology right because that's yeah. important because you don't want those uh, mm. you know the the cl- the old stuff to clutter your uh, thinking and your perspective and all of that would you say that it was on that bus when you got saved oh absolutely like, would you, that would you identify that moment as absolutely a, yeah yeah because yeah. that was the time when I, I when i knew for a fact that it was not up to me at yeah. all it right. was up to jesus because and, and he already did it <laughs> yeah he already did it yeah right and it was like um and 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 i am uh, and and this Paul, who is like writing like the majority of the New Testament yeah. himself, says he's not able to do it. Do this legalistic system, right? I mean, who am I to try? And yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, I failed, great, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this dude wrote half the Bible, yeah. and he's complaining about it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So right. I didn't feel bad about like you know, feel hopeless. I yeah. would say. Yeah. Th- that was the first time I was like. Okay, wow. This is what... And then, you know, I went back and started reading uh, from, like, kind of, like, from John. Because yeah. John kind of talks about who Jesus is. Right. Because uh, I was also fed some uh, bad stuff in that other church about who Jesus was. Right. Because uh, I had to clean up all of that stuff. Yeah. That what, what were what were some of those Some things? of those claims were, like... Uh, Jesus was is like your older brother who was like equal. Uh, he was just one of God's uh, kids, mm. and he just volunteered to come in, uh, oh. say you know do do this whole like dying on the cross thing. Um, and him and Satan are brothers, that kind of stuff. Like right. you know, one of the brothers, it's like he's the know, evil twin. Thor was the good guy, and Loki was the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Where where did they get this stuff from? <laughs> huh. Right. Uh, and then that's when I, when I read John and I was like, oh my gosh, Jesus is not what they've been telling me. It's like, right. he's like, he is God who came in flesh, you know, hmm. um, that was like a huge 
shift in what I believed about Jesus was. Uh, and, you know, when when your reverence for Jesus goes up, like automatically you start trusting him in him more because, you yeah. know, he's all powerful. Yeah. Um, he's more powerful than who you think you thought he was. Huh. Um, so, yeah, that that was like the crazy moment where that happened, like that shift happened. Yeah. Like, to answer your question, like, you know, where, when when did all of that happen? Right. That, yeah. That's when all went down. So what happened from there? Did you, uh, you, so you're you're going to the new church yeah. that that the pastor that got kicked out started. Yeah. <laughs> okay, where where's that? Is that still around or where? It's still that? around. It's uh, okay. they started in Milpitas and now they've moved uh, to San Jose. Okay, uh, the guy. Um, uh, th- th- that's the church where I started playing guitar actually. Okay, when they first started, they were like. Oh, can we find a guitar player? Who's here? Who who can play the guitar? And I was like, ah, I can play the guitar. And then yeah. when I played the acoustic gu- guitar, it was totally fine. When I picked up the electric guitar, it was like... Turned into Metallica. It turned into Metallica. Yeah. Like worship songs. <laughs> like hymns turned into Metallica songs. Oh, that's man. what I did. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> hey, you know they're coming back to the Bay. I heard about it. They're doing a, another concert with the symphony. Yeah. Yesterday at MC, I heard about it, actually. Yep. Are, are you a fan? Do you follow them Metallica? at all? Metallica? Yeah. Uh, there are some songs that I'm fan, okay. um, you know, I really like, it. like band in general, they're, yeah. they're a little too heavy for me. Yeah. I kind of like the little bits like, you know, simmered down stuff. Their so, mid 2000s stuff was good. Right. It's kind of I, lo- lower key. Not so heavy. Right. Yeah. Death, like Death I, Magnet. That I used was... <laughs> to, I used to like, I used, I used to play Master of Puppets. Okay. Um, yeah, that kind of you know when I when I started off, I looked at going to that the their their concert there. It's one night with oh. the San Francisco Symphony. The cheapest tickets four hundred bucks. Right, ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. I'll just Blu-ray it, or stream it later. <laughs> I got right. these speakers here. We're good. Yeah, <laughs> you get a better view too. Yeah. So so how long are we at that church then? Because you're you're not there now. Yeah. So when when did you kind of transition or or what what led that? I was there for two years. Okay. Uh, I think you know I I never had any problem with the theology or yeah. um I didn't have a problem cuz this guy had done his research and he was like preaching the good stuff. Yeah. Um you know always driving it back to Jesus and pointing to Jesus that kind of stuff. The the reason I left is because um this the community is important for you know building yeah. one one another in faith yeah uh like doing mcs or like bible studies or whatnot yeah uh and that was what was missing so what he had done was when he started the church it was all personal connections yeah that he had made with members so one person making connections with 100 different people and a church of 100 people started you get a little thin beyond yeah. that yeah you know i mean with resonate you you see how there's an MC leader who branches out and then yeah. there's another MC leader who branches out and they're all tied back and then everyone is tied back to the sermon series and right. that sort of a stuff. Right. When just one pastor has all of these connections and people don't gel well with one another, mm. it can get a little bit, can get tricky when, when the size of the church grows. Mm. And also I felt like some certain members had that legalistic thing going on like baggage from the past and i was yeah. like okay I, I i cannot like the past is great but if people over here 
around me haven't got it completely yet then you know i wouldn't be able to relate with them totally right uh outside of sunday's church you know so i was kind of looking for looking to have people around me who can who can like who we can like help one another and like you know uh grow spiritually that kind of stuff yeah cuz i i felt like there was like i was stuck in some kind of a, uh there was like a ceiling where i could just not get yeah. closer to god kind of I know what you're talking about spiritual stagnant stagnant yeah spirituality yeah i went through a similar time <clears throat> yeah we're just like gosh i feel like there's I, you know you know that you're you're missing something yeah it's hard to figure out exactly what it is yeah you're just like gosh i i don't know i feel like i have to go yeah it's like i don't really want to yeah <laughs> i don't think i have to right yeah and when you're like a young christian when you you just um, you know came to faith there's so much fire within you that mm. just uh trumps over all of the other like certain aspects that <clears throat> you're just on fire right you don't care about like yeah. whether you because you you have that fire that carries you through the week uh and you know you're just like super passionate about like spending time with right. god spending uh and it kind of dies down um i feel like some sometimes and you oh, need, yeah. you need like a you need like a group to kind of motivate one another and you know because sometimes we go through hard times and someone else is going through like <clears throat> you know close closeness with god and yeah you kind of need to hear that from someone else and god uses someone else to like say things to you at the yeah. right time and the right place and we when you don't have that kind of a thing then it, it kind of breaks down well that's the thing if, if you're the chances are if if you're not doing well well there's somebody around you who's probably doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> and right. they can they can minister to you and talk to you and yeah. give, you know, and then I'm going to have a bad day and you'll be all right. <laughs> right. So you minister to each other. <clears throat> exactly. It's a community thing. Iron sharpening iron. Right? right. Yeah. 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 Um So from there how how long have you been a, a resonator? A couple uh, of years. Over a year now. Over that's it. Yeah, it's not been yeah. Really? Yeah, it's <clears throat> was I I came in January, so like oh, year and 4 months maybe. 5 months, yeah. I guess that's about right. I feel like yeah. it was longer. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> oh, no, that's Lagesh. <laughs> hey, yeah, did you plan that one out? <laughs> no, I just thought of it. I just thought of it. Oh, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> He's the other Indian guy. <laughs> you know, there have been some people who were like I just I'm not able to tell the difference cuz all Indians look the same. I was like <laughs> That's not true. It's okay. <laughs> not even true. We're not penguins. Come on. <laughs> I've been called Logesh though. Oh, I know it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never wondered. I always knew. <laughs> not Logesh. Okay, Before good. I knew who you were. <laughs> you were like, like, who's that guy? Not Logesh. Not Logesh. That's his name. Till I learn it. I go, okay, now I know it's Sachin. All right. <laughs> so bad. So bad. <laughs> well, at least you were able to distinguish, so that's good. Yeah. That's why I was irritated. Like, how could you not? These are two different humans. Like, <laughs> what the heck? Uh, did you just go with it ever? 
You're just like, yeah, hi, yeah. how you doing? You just pretend like you know him. <laughs> I, I once like awkwardly told someone, hey, I'm I'm not Logesh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're looking for a different person oh, or something like gosh, that. I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> their, face, their face turned red. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember who it was, but oh, man. I just remember the oh, To reaction. be a fly on the wall, I would have loved to have seen that. Uh, I'll have to tag him in this uh, episode so he can. <laughs> <laughs> Justin always does uh, some sort of thing like. Oh, he, I know. He tags us like opposite. He tags yeah. my face as Logan right. and his face is. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the picture. He's, one of the resonate hashtags is never the same. Never the same. And he says never the same except for these two. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, and he comes up with stuff uh, so quickly. It's I know. Just his wit is just That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah well I, i've been glad to have you around thanks I, I love seeing you get uh you know plugged in with the young adults and mm-hmm. you're a uh, uh, one of the leaders in that in context, prime, right? yeah. I, explain that role a little bit like what do you do there um so my role is uh, primarily to take care of worship okay. in prime yeah so we have about uh Anywhere from 40 to 60, 30 to 60 people uh, attending Prime uh, any given Friday. Right. So we start off with worship and we need a worship band for that. You know, we need a worship, like a Prime worship ministry. Yeah. Um, so just scheduling people, sometimes leading worship, sometimes uh, playing the guitar for worship. Yeah. So trying to fill in the spots if it's vacant. But if there is someone who can fill the spot, then having them inviting them over to fill the spot. Yeah. Uh, That kind of a thing. And then like, you know, scheduling worship leaders uh, and then kind of building a community, having these people pour into one another's lives. Um, So we had like a event recently where uh, Ricky came and talked about uh, what worship is and why we worship. Hmm. And then Tim talked about like what's what's the role of each instrument where where did they sit in the mix that kind of a thing yeah oh he's good at that he's yeah. really good at that uh like like the sonic uh, spectrum uh and then we just jammed and we just worshiped and we you know played like uh played and sang like uh six or seven different songs and we had pizza and just organizing events like this pizza is crucial Pizza is for crucial. any church event. You Absolutely, and when you when you have it delivered to your uh, uh, location, it's even better. And yes. if the de- delivery is free, it's even better. America, right? It's so easy to get fat here. I know, <laughs> dude. Tell me about it. Yeah. Every time I turn around, there's a bowl of candy or an open box of something that I shouldn't have. Right. Ridiculous. I'm curious about what what did Ricky say. As far as uh, why we worship, like what, what's the philosophy, you know, even for our main stage, mm-hmm. like what what kind of drives you guys uh, theologically for that? Uh, I mean, the Bi- Bible talks about uh, worship a lot. Hmm. Uh, it talks about singing and worshiping and playing instruments and worshiping. Yeah. <clears throat> and like Ryan said uh, recently in, in the sermons, like when we were doing the By Grace series, the Israelites were brought out of Egypt, not so that they can just, you know, have fun mm. and hang out, right. but so that they can worship. So 
it's i mean worship is everything right like we're 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 here we're made to worship god mm. you know it's it's just you know giving him the glory that he deserves yeah um it's not just music yeah it's not just yeah. music you can worship uh in so many different ways mm. uh but Ricky I mean I I don't exactly remember uh, which passage she shared but she shared from the old testament and she um you know uh she she was just talking about like how we can how how we should what, what's the attitude behind it how we need to like yeah. uh refocus and it's not about us kind of a thing it's about god yeah cuz oftentimes it can kind of become uh, about you cuz you're kind of standing in the front and you know this mm. so many things going on it's a skill based uh, thing uh, yeah. where you know right. all of those things uh, come into play um there is an audition that you need to go through to yeah. get into so that i mean the sinfulness of human beings right that can like really play into your own head uh, right. so it's it's good to be conscious about that so i wanted the folks uh, prime folks right when they're getting into it to kind of understand <clears throat> what they need to be conscious about because hmm. i'm i'm learning every day what i need to be conscious about and every week uh i you know i'm like hmm i, mean, I should i shouldn't think about that you know i should be focusing on something else yeah. should focus on me I should be focusing on what the what the song talks about and oftentimes you know do we, do we even like believe most of the things that we sing yeah. i mean you know it's like yeah we do believe in in the things where it says you know you know we give glory to god and all of that but mm. all of the difficult stuff right like when it talks about uh transforming human like men men and women into the image of jesus mm. that's a hard process and we just we sing about it all the time like yeah. you know and <laughs> the what what's behind it like what what does god have to do to transform you to the image of jesus is like going through difficulties and like yeah uh, you know molding your heart during those difficulties and all of that right uh, and that's not what we want but we sing that all the time yeah sundays you know it's like you know the the the, <clears throat> the songs that i have a hard time with are ones that talk about me yeah right and because there's there's a lot of lyrics and songs that are they're very grand in the in the claim you know i yeah. i give all to you yeah you know, every right. breath i breathe i breathe for you lord you know the verses like that i have such a hard time singing that yeah because truthfully i don't yeah <laughs> i'm i'm singing this i'm like every breath i breathe i breathe for you but not really like yeah i'm still happy about this but i don't actually mean what i just said like yeah. that 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 stuff is really hard for me I, that's why i I resonate most with the songs that talk about him. Yeah. Cuz I could say that, you know, whatever condition I'm in, whatever sinful, you know, background that I've got, I can still say glory to you. You're great. You did this. You did that. You're amazing. You're, the, you know, I I love songs that talk to him about him all day. Yeah. It's the other ones I, I have a hard time. I kind of check out. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, a little bit. Like I I'm just going to I'll lay out <laughs> on this one. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm kind of different in that. I'll just sing it, but then when when the rubber beats the road, I'll like, "Oh, what? You know, <laughs> this is not supposed to happen. Why is this happening to why uh, me?" you know, that. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll meet in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But I, I love I love the idea. I forget who one of our one of our pastors, probably Ryan at some point, said that when you're when you're worshiping, you try to just imagine that you are you're in prayer mm-hmm. and you're you're just singing a prayer. Yeah. And as soon as I started actually trying to do that, it, it totally changed these songs. Because a lot of times, you know, it, it you know, we do from the audience's perspective. You know, we just do like Christian karaoke yeah, <laughs> a lot. And the words are on the screen. The music's playing. We just say what's there and, you know, it sounds right. But when you actually stop and like process, like I'm I'm praying these words yeah. to my king <clears throat> and that totally changes it. That's when, oh, like this is, it's worship. Mm-hmm. These things are true. And I'm singing them to you. Like that, that takes on a, a much heavier weight, you know. Absolutely. You know, I, I almost have feelings. You know, once in a while. Yeah. Almost. <clears throat> yeah. I, won't, I won't admit to crying. <laughs> but if, if I ever cried, it would happen then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I yeah. mean, and, and the things that, I mean, there are so many things that we cannot do uh, ourselves. Like hmm. every breath we breathe, I mean, we cannot, we don't do it. But those are also the part of sins that Jesus bears in our yeah. So, you know, yeah, we say those things. Sometimes we we cannot say those things because we don't believe them mm. in our hearts. But, you know, those are sins too that Jesus has already nailed to the cross. Yeah. <clears throat> it's heavy. Yeah. It's heavy stuff. Heavy. Yeah. So what would you say your your walk right now with Christ? Like what are you what are you learning right now? What what's he teaching you? You know, one of the things that uh, that's really hard for me, that's always hard for me, is uh, is just that completely separating the circumstance from uh, from trusting in God. Like, <clears throat> I find myself like complaining about things uh, in life. Hey, this is not going good. This is taking too long. Uh, right. That kind of a stuff. Circumstantial stuff. Yeah. 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 So you know, my kind of s- spiritual walk will like go up and down based on that Mm. and this is kind of like the first time i'm actually like processing that Mm. and thinking hey why is this like that so if it's like that then what am i putting my trust in yeah am i putting my faith in how well my life is going or am i putting it in christ you know right and sometimes it's like god if you're all powerful why don't you take me like take take this difficulty out of my life Mm. uh you know but but then again like i feel like god is teaching me that the relationship is not based on these transactions it's right it's it's genuine relationships i mean it's like and i'm i'm noticing these things right like if if i if i had a friend and if that if i was just asking him for like favors over and over again is that Am I being friends with him for the favors or am I uh, mm. being friends with him for the re- genuine friendship? You can get something right? out of it. Yeah. It's hard to even figure out what, where you're at at that time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm. But if you're able to completely separate yourself from that, <clears throat> then you kind of know what your genuine uh, friendship with that person is. Yeah. Like say, for example, there, there's a person who's working at a company who, who, who has like the dream job. Right. right, and you're just being becoming friends with this guy. 
And you're kind of asking him once in a while, hey, can you forward my resume to the hiring manager? Yeah. At like two mo- two or three months down the road, you've asked him a couple of times. Um, it's I feel like it's hard even for me uh, to gauge where my standing is with that friend with that person right what's what's my heart like what is my it's hard for me to even like um figure out where my heart my own heart's at hmm. in that fr- in that friendship so i feel like if i'm able to like separate that aspect out of it then i'll i'll go into the relation then then my heart will stand the test like it will go through that test and whether it passes or fails the test interesting you know yeah so i feel like that's what i'm doing with god sometimes yeah that i'm like hey why why should i go through like i just um signed up to be part of this ministry and i'm i'm trying to like work towards mm. furthering your kingdom why does this difficulty have to strike me at this time yeah if you take took this away from me i'd be able to pour into the ministry um more than i'm able to now with the difficulty mm. but but then again you know it's like god constantly teaching me hey i want your heart first let's you know forget about the works for a while let's figure out your heart first you mm. know and that's i mean that's i i feel like it's a crucial les- lesson that i need to learn and i'm i i need to learn it the i feel like i need to learn it the hard way cuz easy easier way is not gonna uh, <laughs> doesn't work on it. You. it doesn't work on me <laughs> but i just like hate learning it the hard way at the same time yeah <laughs> uh, yeah that's a struggle you know you know how you you, you know you need something but you just hate getting it like oh i know <laughs> i know <laughs> it's it's almost like getting those yeah. uh, shots like vaccines <laughs> there's you know th- there's some things that came easy to me And there's yeah. other things that just like I forget. I have to yeah. relearn it all the time. All yeah. the time. It's like like ex- do you have any example on that like Uh for me like I um I never I've never struggled with like substance uh-huh abuse issues. Yeah. Like as far as like sins go. I've, I've never like I I've never over drank, you know, binge drinking. I've never even had a cigarette. Yeah. A cigars maybe. never smoke weed never you know even drugs and and I don't I don't stand on that as like some kind of big victory of willpower mm-hmm. it just like that's just not my thing it never was a problem yeah what is is like pridefulness yeah <laughs> right yeah like I want to believe that I'm amazing yeah and I spend so much time and energy trying to prove it to myself mhm and I do that you know performance based of course Right? So I'm always evaluating like, how did I do? How did I come across? Like what did they think? What did they th- what's everybody is everybody happy? Does everyone think I'm as amazing as I do? Because mm-hmm. if one person disagrees, this whole thing comes falling down. Yeah. Like so and that's constant. Constant. And and the, the frustrating thing about it is the way God teaches that to me is by putting me in positions where there's a whole bunch of people watching what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so See, there's man. so there's potential for great successes right and uh i can crap all over it yeah by just claiming that glory for myself so i'm constantly like uh the stage uh art yeah at the church i i try to like not let people know that i do that 
Because the last thing I need on a Sunday is 20 people walking up saying, oh, it looks great, it looks great, it looks great. Because mm. all I'm hearing is, you're great, you're great, you're great. Mm. And, uh, you know, this thing is supposed to be an expression of worship and all that, and that that's all gone. Yeah. All it is is like, look how great I am, look how artistic I am, everybody loves me, see? I'm actually awesome, like mm. I think I am, like that, that whole thing. Yeah. I don't do drugs, but I do that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hard. Yeah, I I feel I mean I I kind of feel the same way about um, stuff because I I don't have a problem with like you know alcohol or yeah uh, cigarettes or anything like that, um, but same thing right like like pridefulness hmm. and it's it's hard man because it's yeah. hard to separate like there's no way I can hide myself in front of this on the stage like you know people yeah. are, people that that one day like when when I played something you know people walk up to me and they were like hmm man that sounded really good kind of just like the album and i'm yeah kind <laughs> right. of like there was some there was some uh, person like in i had a friend i have a friend who's um who's a worship leader and i used to yeah. go and uh, uh play in many different churches with him right um because he's lead guest lead worship in multiple places and he used to call me uh to be the lead guitarist and that's where i learned like 90 of worship right 95 of worship related uh guitar playing he was a ringer <laughs> yeah so um there was like one uh it there was a place in uh, th- there was a fox theater in foster city that we went to and uh yeah it was like huge place they, th- there's a church that meets there because there's the guy who owns the place is a christian and you know huh. he lets the them have the thing on sunday and you know man we had to play lincoln brewster uh, song and i had to play that lincoln brewster solo yeah <laughs> where people had people came and they were like man that sounded just like the album i was like hmm i did a great job you know yeah look at me so, so yeah, great. yeah i had i have to like tell that to myself every day before i right. go up on stage it's not about you it's yep. about it's about god it's not i have to like tell myself it's not about me yeah uh, point point the finger yeah. uh at myself um and you know it's it, and yeah like you said god puts you in those situations where yeah <laughs> you want to grow okay you want to grow there you go yeah. there you go let me stick you right in there yeah there's a lady that sings for i i i don't think it's hill song it it's uh oh gosh it's one of those bands crud i'm blanking on it i saw it live yeah uh the gal was one of the lead singers the whole time she's singing she stands off like towards the back of the stage facing away <laughs> like from wow. the crowd and it's really irritating as a <laughs> as a person like lady hey we're all over here like we came to hear you sing like why are you like being such a turd but then you know thinking about it i'm like that that's got to be it for her mm-hmm. like she wants to not be recognized right yeah I w- I couldn't even tell you what she looks like. Wow. Wow. Really? So Hmm. Yeah, it's got to be something something in there. Yeah. Yeah, it was super annoying as a <laughs> as a spectator. Like if 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 I was there for a concert, I'd be ticked. Like I want my money back. Um, This was a rip off. I don't know who that lady is. I mean, she'd be hiding <laughs> from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like right. 5 feet away from the spotlight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pridefulness. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think is next for you? I have no idea. You, you got your you got a job, 
right? Yeah. We're working. That's not going to change anytime soon, right? <laughs> it might, might not. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Just uh, going with the flow. It's um, good. My plans are just like, you know, few weeks ahead. Um, yeah. you know, I don't have any long-term plans. Uh, other than like, I want to visit my parents uh, pretty soon because my dad is going through some health-related issues. Mm. Yeah, have you been back at all in the last? It's been like six years. I went back once, but I haven't been back uh, ever since. It's mm. been kind of a, uh, I feel like, you know, a lot of stuff going on here that I didn't want. I couldn't leave and just go and then come back. Right now, I feel like I'm a little bit in a better, better position to be able to do that. So yeah. I'll, I want to do it. Has uh, has your brother or, or parents ever come? Yeah, they've this come way? here and twice though. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I've seen I I saw them like a year and a half back. That okay. was the last time I saw all of them. Right on. But uh, it's since I've been there, it's been a while. Yeah. What's it like going back? I don't know. I haven't been there in six years. <laughs> oh, that's right. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things. I'll, I'll uh, I to, mean, we'll have to do another interview when you get back from yeah. there. Like, what was it like? New Sachin, old place, right? Right. Like, like things have changed. Yeah, when I, you know, it's been like what, eight, seven, seven or eight years since I came here for the first time. Right. And then I went back one year after I came back, and there was a lot of there were a lot of changes, right? Mm. And I felt like I was in a completely different place too. Wow, well, after only a, a, after that long? only a year, Weird, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's huh. so different in India. Um, I mean, uh, right now I know it's going to be a pretty big, big shock for me, but you yeah. Know, Six I'm years. Do it's, it. it's been yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. I from, feel that way the... about where I grew up. It's only ten miles away, <laughs> and I, I drive over there. Like, what is all this? Oh, Nothing wow. is the same. Construction everywhere. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> really weird. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, the climate is going to be different. I mean, my. It's yeah. Everything is. It's super hot there. Hmm. You know, if I if I make a trip in summer, it's going to be. You know, I'm I'm not used to that kind of heat in in the past six years. I <laughs> no, feel like you've, you've been spoiled. <laughs> I've, been, I've definitely been spoiled in that yeah. respect. That's the you know that's the one consistent thing about anybody who's moved yeah. here from anywhere else, anywhere, even in other places in the U.S., other South America, especially Europe, India, Asian, the whole Asian continent. Mm-hmm. It's like man, the weather here is great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wasn't too happy about it this year because it rained like crazy. I'm <laughs> sick of it. I missed the drought. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you missed the drought. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. When it didn't rain for like two years? Like, yeah. Everyone thought we were going to shrivel up and turn into a big raisin and California is going to dry. And, yeah. and then it just and then rained. It rained. Like, <laughs> crazy rain for the whole year. It's like, okay, I get it. Are we done yet? <laughs> Come on. Hey, you know what? When California was going through a drought and I was like over here and I was like, Okay, these guys have a completely different definition of what a drought means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, huh? Because, I mean, oh. when, when we have, like, water difficulties, yeah. people have to walk, like, miles to go and get fetch water in barrels yeah. and bring them yeah. back home. But walk. People are dying on the street. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you turn the faucet and the water flows and you're still in drought? <laughs> <laughs> Drought. I mean, I get it, but it's like, yeah, yeah it's it's just a... You have a, a bowl of drinkable water that you poop in. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Life, life is tough over here. <laughs> <Bay Area. laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember people were getting in trouble for washing their cars. Right. That was the thing. Like their neighbors would call. I don't know who you call for that. <laughs> like you must know. If you're that kind of person, you know who to call. But they're, they're just calling. Oh, that guy watered his lawn. Yeah. Ah, get him. Everyone's put in that fake, stupid plastic grass for everywhere. <laughs> Rock gardens. Yeah. Uh, why are we talking about that? How did that happen? <laughs> what, um, going back to India. Right. Okay. Uh, do you have any trips planned? Um, I'm hoping to plan one this weekend. Like, oh. plan it out this weekend so I can go, like, not the, not go this weekend, but plan it out this weekend. Yeah, figure so out I when. So I figure out when, what dates, you yeah. know, all that sort of stuff. Why not? Um, yeah. That'll be cool. That would be cool. I'm how, how planning long? to go for, like, at least two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <clears throat> That's yeah. so far to go. You have to go for a while. You don't just, like, pop in and out. Yeah. Like, you I mean, make it's 17 hours, and then, you know, there's jet lag, which will ruin another two days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. The uh the the gal that I'm uh dating mm-hmm. right now, she just took a trip to Lebanon for 3 weeks. Yeah. So that's she says that's about as long as I can <laughs> handle like <laughs> 2 weeks was cool, third week gets a little long, now it's like I'm ready to get home. Like yeah. <laughs> that's that's enough. <laughs> yeah. I think the longest I've ever been anywhere was 2 weeks. 2 weeks. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's pretty good. It almost feels like you moved. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, surprising how quickly you adapt like the yeah. different settings it's great yeah, I, I don't think I adapt that quickly to different settings no, <laughs> no <you're> so... <laughs> what, what is, when you said culture shock for America like yeah. what what were some of the things that you just found just really weird or confusing or, I'm always curious about that oh there's there's a lot of stuff like um, really small things though here, this thing is dipping down. Let's get it a higher. I mean, I don't want to lose you. I, one of the one of the things is like PDA, right? Like PDA everywhere. It's like you never see that in India. PDA. Oh, pu- public displays of effect. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like people holding hands and. Right. That was yeah. like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, did they just start kissing in the middle of the road? You know, <laughs> it's like they're standing in an yeah. intersection waiting yeah. for the light to, you know, right them to walk. They just. You know, awkward. especially downtown San Jose, there's a lot of people walking, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, that was one of the things. Uh, what else? There's cultural uh, nuances, right? Like, mm. um, like if you if you went to a restaurant with a bunch of people, like one person would pick up the check for sure in India. Mm. Here, it's like everyone like splits or they like uh, go if right. it's like a, you know, Mexican place where you order in 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 like a place and then you sit down yeah um everybody orders like a burrito everyone's orders separately right um my uncle kind of gave me a training on all of those things like differences that i would notice yeah and i was like okay i was because i was kind of aware of it then right otherwise i would just be like hey my treat i'll cover or or i'd be the you know broke one um someone else i'd just wait for someone else to take care of it you know um yeah we do venmo cash right yeah Uh, because in india that was like the most usual i mean no one picks up their own uh thing someone will Hmm. uh pick up the check and then they go uh go to the restaurant the next time someone else will right that kind of a thing yeah uh, it's not like one person will do it all the time. It's it's a rotation, but it it never like you never pitch in at you know at the, at the at huh. that at that time. And you know other things too like 
just being so independent like everyone um is independent and just yeah minds their own business kind of a thing right india is like so like there's so many neighbors and everyone like minds each other's business mm. they like you know and, and that's a usual thing here if they were to do that like be considered being nosy and you <laughs> yeah know. get out of my business yeah yeah get out of my property yeah, get off my lawn yeah the shotgun culture <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no kidding so yeah and i mean a lot of other things i i don't even remember but yeah for first coffee oh my god see <laughs> coffee coffee yeah we put uh. milk in the thing and we drink it with sugar you know yeah so different when i got like a black <laughs> liquid in a cup i love coffee by the way now yeah just black no sugar no no cream nothing good good man yeah good coffee doesn't need help oh right absolutely yeah you yeah. need to you need to taste the the coffee itself not the cream and the sugar and right. mask it up no. just put that in if, if the coffee sucks you you give it some sugar right but, yeah yeah but you know so you're converting our 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 of the coffee sucks just throw it away and get better coffee yeah, there you go <laughs> 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 you're you're converted. Good. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. I mean, the coffee culture, I've heard that the 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 Bay Area in particular mm-hmm. is one of the highest like gallons per year <laughs> of coffee consumed anywhere. Okay. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's probably because of all of these startup companies. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> we we've got I mean how many Starbucks's Yeah. Pete's fills little boutique. Yeah. Dude, there's coffee there's coffee at every 7-11, every gas station, every basically every major intersection. Yeah. You'll have at least one source of caffeine. You know you know what they should do though? Start setting up Starbucks uh, right next to 237 like on the on the freeway itself because it's it's like a huge parking lot when there's might traffic. as well utilize that time <laughs> to go get a pick up cart. your coffee <laughs> get a cart and walk down you want coffee okay. that'd be great i'm waiting for drone delivery yeah drone so delivery I, I for want coffee. My, my latte delivered by drone i'd buy that at least once just to oh, see yeah. it yeah. Oh, yeah i mean if they if they <laughs> promise to keep it hot while it's being yeah. delivered oh yeah Yeah, power it like have like a heater kind of a thing. Yeah, cuz there's fans above it, right? Right. Super cool by the time I got there. Mhm. It's problems. Yeah. Problems with the idea. Can, I mean, they can I mean, I I've, I've been I've been going to this one uh, company and working with like a flying like one man flying airplane kind of a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, so well, that will uh, that will avoid the problem of like traffic. An air bike? Uh air yeah, air car or whatever. doesn't look like chitty chitty bang bang but darn it remember that movie <laughs> yeah i knew i knew <laughs> but it's uh, it's like a it's like a drone it looks like a drone but it's huge it's got yeah. many propellers it can lift a human being whoa yeah and and you can sit in there and fly it just like a drone with a joystick the propellers are under <clears throat> they're over they're like on in the plane of your yeah it's it's oh scary oh my gosh i know that freaks me out and they're open too <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, we got to figure out the whole hover thing. You ever see Back to the Future and all that? A little bit, yeah. That was before you got here, but yeah. it was a big deal. Yeah. When I was a kid, I thought that by 2025, or no, it was a 2015 or 5, 25. He went to the future. 
and it was either 2015 or 2025. Either way, we're getting ripped off by the future because he had the hoverboard, the little self-drying jacket, mm. the, the holographic shark and all that, and then the hover cars was the thing. And they, yeah. They'd figured that out. Dang it. They figured it out already. It's just the regulations. There's no regulations whatsoever right. to host a hover. What kind of license would you get? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, do no you license. want do you want just every random person who can get a license <laughs> just hovering around everywhere? That'd be a mess. Yeah. Power lines? What do you do with power lines? What do you do with power lines? What do you do with like some engine failure and someone crashes into like the Gosh. who pays for that? It'd be a mess. <clears throat> yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want Crazy it. Stuff. I still want the hover uh skateboard though. That would be cool. I'll take that. Yeah. You can't get in a lot of trouble with that unless you go on water. It doesn't work on water. Yeah. At least in the movie. <laughs> they never I mean it's that. it's the it's the limitation is the battery, right? Like cause right. if you had one of those arc reactors that Tony Stark carries around in his chest. Yeah. With tons of power. F- figure that out yeah. too. Yeah. Got to figure that out. With like a small tiny nuclear reactor. <laughs> <laughs> nuclear skateboard. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, I got two more questions for you. Yeah. We we just hit two hours. You believe that? Dang. I know. Time flies by when we're having fun. I know. And there's no time limit for this thing, but I'm getting tired. <laughs> 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 but I, you know, I, I love to ask people this, um, if, if you had to summarize so that, that whole thing that you told me, if you had to summarize, like, what is it about the gospel that you find beautiful enough you know to to say that it, it transformed who you are on a bus and that you you devote so much time and energy to serving and the the, the the ways that i see it expressed through you like what is it that about it that you find so attractive i i think it's the <clears throat> it's it's not of this world is what i why what i would say and hmm. there's there's so many aspects of it right that you can go into but the aspect that i want to kind of focus uh into is the is that men will come up with uh ways to feel good about themselves <clears throat> like we will make our make our systems so perfect that we'll even say, say that okay if we do all of these things we're right with god but I feel like the gospel is uh, so different hmm. that it could not have been crafted by human beings. It has to be hmm. uh, from God because the system is so, so different from what we're accustomed to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I I just feel that that's, that's a huge thing that, I mean, there's no other world religions which will tell you that someone else died for you for the sins that you you're going to commit yeah yeah you know uh. and it's if you think about it it's the only it's the only way for balance to strike in the universe too hmm. how else where else is sin going to go like we yeah. we are looking for balance in everything like if you look at like thermodynamics heat transfer there's no energy lost no energy gained like yeah. in, a, in a system right um uh conservation of mass if there was like a law of conservation of sin or whatever 
where is the sin going to go yeah. if it's not put to death somewhere yeah it's got to go away it's got to vanish into thin air somewhere you know but it was not vanished into thin air but the god of the universe took it on on himself it's kind of awesome yeah it's it's like this universal balance that it strikes um which i i mean i haven't found a you know a more satisfying answer a different answer just more satisfying than this yeah it's just if you come to think about it it's the only way that uh balance could be cuz i kind of think about a lot of things very logically i i'm not too proud of that cuz i can get too logical about certain <laughs> things well you have you have an engineer's mind yeah right yeah that they drill they drill me drill that into me um yeah. but i mean if you think about it like any other world view right like hinduism or uh, yeah. like i've t- i've talked to hindus before i've talked to um you know buddhist before of of course i've talked to uh the lds folks before yeah there's there's what nothing you, that what makes what do you say to them yeah yeah there's nothing that just makes sin the sins that you commit that just vanish away yeah. and just go away for good you know yeah. and then you're you're going to continue to keep sinning like over and over again there's no stopping of that either mm. so yeah what do you do what do you do <laughs> what do you do and and why yeah. why why are human beings like this to start with yeah you know what if you look at evolution right if like a lot of science, scientists um talk about evolution how that that's what you know something happened in big bang and um some protein synthesis happened right. microorganisms started evolving yeah. what not right um evolution has if 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 that's the world view you want to follow then evolution has done so amazingly well mm. it has brought about creatures that are so beautiful human being that is just so extremely um just beautifully made and yet it's not able to uh deal with it's not weeded itself of the impurities of sin and death mm. it almost seems like everything else is perfect in this world except for that yeah in 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 like the creation of it like creation of the human um like the body if you think about it how how uh, complex it is and how sophisticated it is yeah and the environment sin and death why yeah. why, why is evolution not able to there's a pretty big problems yeah <laughs> yeah because it seems like evolution yeah. has its from their perspective right evolution has its own mind where it's just able to yeah. um out of billions of years of uh, natural selection able to navigate a path which is just the yeah. most amazing and most phenomenal path right. uh, of of chance and luck and you know um that sort of stuff mm. but why when it comes to sin and death does it fail so miserably yeah it's a good question I think I think uh, the um like the Christian world view in general has you know um when when you look at it the right way through the right lens of of the gospel yeah uh has 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 uh, brought about a solution to those problems and it explains why there is sin and death mm. and what the solution is to that yeah the sin and death that's in the world becomes the thing that actually drives you toward yeah the savior 
right? That makes sense. Yeah. It still sucks. <laughs> but <laughs> at least there's an answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well, is there is there anything else you would like to say to the uh, the world of the interweb? Anything on your mind? Uh, man, I I would I would just say like you know just uh, I I feel like everybody is made with some kind of a um, call from God, which mm. we either try to suppress or the sin sin in us and sin of the world and. Uh, all of those things tries to suppress. Um, just um, keep asking these deep questions and keep yeah. uh, figuring, like trying to figure out what the solution for those questions are. Where can you find an answer to those? Yeah. I mean, just it doesn't. I mean, I I wouldn't even like say um, go to Christianity for the solution. Search it out for yourself. Yeah. But but don't be you know, in a place where um, you're not like constantly thinking about it or because uh, that's something that can happen in, in, in the Bay Area, especially when you're so busy with a lot of things, mm. um, you know, progressing to the next stage of life is what it seems like uh, yeah. the whole uh, deal is like you're, you're starting off going to school, finishing that off. How do you how do you succeed, succeed in the next um, right uh, stage in your, of your life? That spiritual urgency just doesn't. Yeah. It's not front row. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's next? What's next? But what's yeah. next? Yeah. Right. So just uh, asking those questions will kind of bring you to a place uh, where where you're seeking for answers, one place or the other, and you know that God will use those situations to reveal Himself. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. All right. Man, it was so awesome talking to you. Thank you. It it didn't even seem like it was two hours. It, man, I feel refreshed, actually. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel no, tired. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm just tired because I'm, you know, I'm tired. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love these conversations, you know, because this is, you know, it's a, it's an amazing thing to me that, that one God can so intricately, uh, interact with every individual human in so many different ways mm. you know everyone's got these stories and I've, I've done you know a handful of these now and it just blows me away that like this this is this is not some kind of manufactured thing this isn't of people you know there's no way that the story that you've told and the story that the last person that sat there told all these things this is so so far beyond anything that, that we could ever dream up like no one's going to make this up mm-hmm you know, the, the way that God reaches into people's lives and changes who you are, literally. Sometimes in a moment, on a bus. Yeah. You're different now. Mm-hmm. Bam. And the tra- the trajectory of your whole life takes a, <laughs> a right-hand turn. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. You know, that this is a real, this is a real God. And, you know, mm-hmm. real people. I, I say it in the intro all the time. It's, it's yeah. a real God with real people living real lives. It's not always pretty. Mm-hmm. But it, it's glorious because we get to discover more about who this guy is. And it, it's just, yeah, I love doing these talks. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, life can be difficult, right? Like it can be really difficult and get su- suck really bad. Yeah. But did, did the Israelites think that when they were going through all of those difficult times, did they think that millions of people are going to come to know 
of the knowledge of Christ because by looking at their suffering and how yeah. God worked in their lives they you know no that you have no idea <laughs> so God is like a he works like from the beginning to the end through generations it's yeah it's yeah. hard it's impossible for us to fathom why or wh- what's yeah. happening and why it's happening the mechanics of it just blow me away right just how, the interactions of of life and relationships it's just like the web yeah is uh, unbelievable yeah. I, i'm hoping that you know part of the deal with when we get to heaven is that maybe we could you know rewind the tape and like understand yeah some of the connections Make those connections I, oh, i see what you were doing there like that guy i talked to 20 years before how did uh, that change all these things i never even heard about all that like that's what happened oh you know th- those kind of I, i would love to oh yeah to hear those those stories i don't know if we'll get to i don't i I'm, think we will i'm not sure if i can support <laughs> that scripturally but <laughs> that'd be cool yeah. if god had like a, a sophisticated video uh, yeah like project- you know those those vegas uh, security rooms all the, <laughs> the cameras and tvs everywhere the little joystick <laughs> yeah it'd be cool yeah that'd yeah, be cool yeah cause i wonder about that all the time you know because there's there's a lot of kids you know for example that, that you know they have right. 120 kids every week but families come families go and i know they move away or you know that and you just never know like what what was the impact we had what, what did that what happened there like i just love to know all that right yeah but this you know that these these interviews are are a cool kind of snapshot of like where you're at now and yeah you know what what's next and what god's doing he's busy he is busy guy he's very hands-on Yeah. It's not like he spun this thing up and just flicked it away. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah. He's he's in this thing. It's cool, man. All right. Well, All let's right. let's uh let's wrap it up. Give me a little fist bump over the table. Fist bump. Boom. Boom. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. All right, folks, and that is the end of our interview today. Thank you so much for listening to the Great Stories podcast. Again, if you uh if you heard something in there that that spoke to you, that reminded you of something, Uh, give me some feedback. Shoot us an email. Uh, just let me know what you thought of the show. Your comments are so valuable to me. And uh, I, I don't claim to have this thing down yet. So <laughs> let me know what you think. Uh, of course, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com and search for The Great Stories Podcast. Uh, if you want to share the episodes, give it a like, give it a rating. Uh, if you if you subscribe on uh, Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, give it a thumbs up or a five star, and that'll just help it come up quicker for those who uh, need to hear this message. And again, if you want to come on the show, shoot me an email at thegreatstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Good night. Oh, hi. You're still listening. That's fantastic.
you have uh, discovered the uh, Easter egg at the end of the Great Stories podcast. This is a portion of the show where I just kind of talk about whatever's on my mind. And uh, if you want to listen to it, great. If you don't, turn it off. <laughs> That's fine. The show's over. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just pondering a bit as, as we're pulling into summer here and, and things have been so busy in my world uh, just all the way up through Easter here and there's kind of a low right now as, as I'm kind of winding up and getting ready for the the sprint that is summer in my world and there, there's one thing in particular that we're that I'm uh, I, I hadn't had time to do recently and that is the uh, street ministry and that was kind of a training day leading up to a mission trip that I'm taking uh, to Las Vegas. And I'm actually uh, planning on doing a couple interviews with folks in Vegas uh, who work there as local uh, missionaries for a church there called Grace City. And their mission is to turn Sin City into Grace City, which is a very bold mission. Um and I'm looking forward to that trip. I'm, I'm excited about it. And, and just going out and doing street ministry was cool. And, you know, as I'm excited about it, I'm also somewhat conflicted about it. Because, man, I, I you know, I feel like, and, I'm, and I brought this up with Sachin, that, that I, I really want to believe that I'm amazing. And I think one way that I go about doing that is by, you know, proving to myself how much better I am uh, than other people and who easier to pick on than homeless people you know which is primarily who the the Vegas trip does outreach to and and uh, you know our, our resonate street ministry too and I, I just I find myself I, I I fall so heavily into that judgmentalism and just looking down on people and just being really judgmental of them and it, it's so it, it's so hard for me to develop eyes to see people the way Christ does. Because when he looks at a, a, a homeless person, let's say, you know, the, the thing we always hold up is that, oh, this person's on drugs or they're drinking or, you know, whatever horrible thing got them where they are. See, it's their fault, you know. And it, but the thing is that Christ knows that. He's not impressed by that. Those things don't disqualify them from his love, his affection, his salvation. Like those, those are not the unforgivable sins. And he sees this person as his precious child, just as he sees me. But dang it, why can't I see them that way? And that's, and that's as I'm, as I'm winding up for the Vegas trip, you know, I'm, I'm praying like, God, can you please open my eyes to see these, you know, in air quotes, those people, the way that you do. I don't want to sit there and, and judge them or think that I'm somehow better than them or, or that even to believe that I'm coming to them with this message and I have what you need, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, I, you know, I think the biggest win for me on this trip wouldn't be to go out and evangelize Vegas, you know. I think it would be to evangelize the parts of my heart that are still so dark and self-centered and judgmental towards people. Uh, you know, talking about it, I mean, I'm not proud that that's there. I think this is an ugly part of myself that I don't like. I, I want God to uproot that. And I think going on trips like this, uh, even though there, there's parts of me that are resistant to it, I think, uh, you know, just like Sachin was saying, or we, we were talking about in there, that uh, like God will place you in circumstances to challenge the things that you need to be challenged in. 
And uh, going along with this Vegas trip is going to be that. So, those of you listening who are of the mind to pray, uh, if you'd just throw a prayer up for me uh, to open up my heart and to be uh, to be given eyes to see people the way that he does and, and to just have a fraction of the amount of love that he has for them. Because I think that's the greatest evangelical tool is to just reflect, not produce, but reflect what God's done, the love that he has. That'd be awesome. So there you go. Thanks for listening. I will uh, catch you next time. See ya.